This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Reimagine your life by becoming an RN at Duke Health, a recognized health system in North Carolina's area known as the Triangle. Home to award-winning restaurants, beautiful scenic spaces, and an eclectic art and music scene. You'll have plenty to enjoy in the area and cities beyond. What's more, you'll have a career filled with purpose and opportunity. Match by benefits that best support your wellness, family, and future. Offering sign-on bonuses and relocation. Apply today at DukeNursing.org. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to. Welcome back to another edition of that Millwall podcast. Um, you're joined by you're you're joining me. My name Mickey Simpson. Thanks for joining us. I'm joined as always by my co-host, the one and only Omar. Hello, Mickey Simpson. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm all good. Glad to hear. I thought there was going to be a point in why you know I said it was because I went to say Mickey, and then for some unknown reason, it was so used. Yeah, it's so used to like with my work and everything else. When you phone people, you just go hi. It's Mickey, Mickey Simpson, and it's just. Inbred, it's one of those um muscle memories things. So yeah, so well, it's it's funny because obviously I always refer to you as Mickey Simpson, and I always refer to our our co-host at the bottom of us as um Kai Bennett. So yeah, there you go. Hello, Kai. Without Hello. further ado, Kai Bennett. Hello, man. Hello, boys. How are you? Good. You? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm just back, so yeah, it's nice to be home. But didn't disappointed. I didn't see a match. Yeah, let, let's let's um, explain where we're going with this. Because obviously, um, due to some um, under-efficient northern uh, groundsmen and club and officials uh, in Lancashire, unfortunately, yesterday, 500 Millwall fans travelled uh, the length of the country um, pretty much for nothing. Um, I think most had a 10, 12-hour round journey um i think there was a sausage roll maybe thrown in for you um you know for your pleasure as such as much as if that is a pleasure um because blackburn rovers decided to call the game off uh 45 minutes before kickoff so the first part of the show today we are going to examine and, and uh have a look um what happened time vent time of events throughout it kai was there um, Kai's, Kai's going to give us his views from there. Obviously, if you've not already seen it, there is an interesting article Kai wrote for London Online. Um, please have a look at that. That's uh, good. Helps with him tick numbers for for his uh, clickbait box. So uh, <laughs> click on there because South London seems to have gone mad with adverts at the moment. It's driving me mad. You're, do, you're doing Richard's um, uh, groundwork there, mate. Yeah, it's driving me mad, mate, trying to read your articles online, mate. Uh, Richard, if you're listening, that whatever... <laughs> 
ad, ad program you're using. It's fucking driving me mad. Um, so we're going to go through and look at what went wrong yesterday. Um, and then in the second part of the show, we're going to be talking about Derby away on Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, join us straight back after this short break. Welcome back then. Um, Kai, you were up there. You had a, a couple of days in the northern part of the country where everyone speaks funny. Um, what time did you get to the ground yesterday then? I uh, got there about one, one, one o'clock. Um, set off about probably about 12-ish from Blackpool. Uh, went back, we went up there on Thursday, so we were up there for a couple of days. Set off, set off from Blackpool about 12 o'clock, got there about 1pm. You chose a great no. time of year to go to Blackpool, by the way, with the storms going on and the weather, by the way. Yeah, I was just looking at the, the sea you nearly had to jump into. It was looked really cold, mate. I was I was thinking, God, I was lucky there. <laughs> what what did the picture look like when you got there? Um, it looked better than the picture that we saw when the referee said game on. Um, obviously, at that point, it was probably covered, probably, well, they, they, was, they were saying about an inch of snow, inch or two of snow. Um but by the time I got there, it was pretty much pretty much what you maybe a little bit worse than what you what your uh, picture in the background is, mate. Um, yeah, maybe a little if bit worse. If you're listening on a podcast, you're going to have to look at us on YouTube or get it early on recast, only for the price of an advert on recast. So uh, it will pr- pretty much cost you nothing there. But if you look at the photo behind me, you can see uh, pretty much an unplayable pitch, I suppose, in the eyes of Blackburn and the referee. Yeah, I mean, it was probably about half... Maybe there was about half snow still on the pitch, um, but with two hours to kick off, there there was no. They looked like there was going to be no problems in getting it on. Obviously, Preston down the road looked just as bad, if probably not worse. Um, well, say just as bad, if not worse. It didn't look that bad at all. Um, but you know, just down the road, and they managed to get their pit their pitch looking just as pretty much normal. I mean, so I've got I've got some questions. Obviously, we were speaking yesterday. Um, we had a couple of calls and we had a couple of messages and whatnot through the group. But my question is. How come the game was okay at 12.15, yet come 2.15, it was deemed unplayable, yet it had less snow on than what it did at quarter past 12? That's the question I keep asking uh, myself. Um, I'm not quite sure. The referee sees that, that the obviously the pitch covered in snow before as playable. Why doesn't he see the, pit, the pitch well, like it was at 2 o'clock, even 2.15, unplayable? They still had 45 minutes to an hour to click, to basically get rid of the... the um, the rest of the snows, as well as the players even going to come out. If the players would have come out and warmed up on it, it probably would have got rid of most of it anyway. And then also the blue skies came across Blackburn probably about quarter to, quarter to three as we were leaving, which was which is probably the biggest um, frustrating part of the day because obviously you saw the blue skies and you're thinking this is definitely playable. I think really between the lines, um, I think because of the snow on the on the surface, when they've scraped it away, it's made it a waterlogged pitch. Um, and I think that's why it got called off. I'm pretty sure I saw Tony Mowbray's interview on the club socials after the game for Rovers, and that was the muted line from him. It was a waterlogged pitch that called it off. Not necessarily, obviously, the safety of the players as well, but I think because of the surface being covered with snow, it's then gone into the pitch and supposedly made it waterlogged. I think that's but if I you watch the right. Leeds Man United game this afternoon, it was really wet, wasn't it? And that was, yeah. well, it, was it was obviously, it was. You know, a little bit splat. It split the ball splashed everywhere, but it went ahead. It's pure shambles, mate. Rovers, I agree mate. with you. Like the whole thing is a shambles because Rovers, but Ewood Park, what fifteen years ago was a Premier League ground week in week out, and okay, it's not like a new stadium, but for them to get a game called off because a little bit of snow's happened, what was it like around the outside of the stadium? Was there a lot of snow on the floors or? No, it was there was they they put they could see they put grit down, um, but it wasn't. There was, you know, it wasn't like, a safe spot, it was a torrential snowstorm. And like, if this was a TV game, for example, you can bet your bottom, bottom dollar they'd have this game on. Like, absolutely, it is, it is for me, like, it is a pure like shambles. And I, I can only just feel sorry for the fans that went up there and obviously anyone that tried to travel from far and wide. I mean, I've been there before where I've got to Oldham, I think I checked it yesterday, it was seven years ago now, which kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I went up to Oldham December time. And the game got called off a waterlogged pitch at two o'clock. And you, you've gone up there, you've you spent your beer money, you're having beer, you've got your train and stuff like that. We ended up just having it in Manchester in the end. So it wasn't actually all bad. And I think a couple of people went to go see a game at Man City Stadium at the time. Like, I but remember that. This is the trials and tribulations of it. Don't get me wrong. But it's obviously just, it's, it's, it's just ruined your day because you go for the football. But you still, if you're a group of you, I'm sure many people have a few stories to tell from this day and something to laugh about in the future, hopefully. I, I agree with you on that part. I think that 
I think there's some questions which still need to be answered. You know, um, we get down to the PR machine of, of Rovers kicking in in a little bit, but why wasn't the underfloor heating switched on or the undersoil heating switched on? Um, Kai, you put it in your article that it wasn't switched on. Um, I've been texted by a fan or, or, you know, a fan at the ground who was told by a steward that um, allegedly Rovers, you know, can't really afford to have it on. Whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. I mean, that's only allegedly um, for a fan DMing us. But, I mean, what's, you know, what's your information regarding the undersoil? Was it switched on? Was it not switched on? Um, I, I, well, we were, we were, we had to wait, basically, to get confirmation whether it was whether it was switched on or not before we put it in the article. So, I uh, got the give basically got the heads up to put it in there. So I'm, it wasn't no, it wasn't switched on. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, some one of the guys at the ground told me that it was because um, they they didn't the weather forecast didn't um, there was it wasn't forecast the snow, so they didn't put it on. But with that storm the night before, why wasn't it was it forecast snow? Exactly. That's, that's that's what I thought. I thought there was forecast snow, and also well, there was also forecast rain. So if you've got the undersoil heat, undersoil heating on, surely that I know I know it doesn't guarantee to get to help it. You know, guarantee to make it put the snow not settle, but it helps definitely. But if you've got undersoil heating, why wouldn't you have it on? Maybe there's a mullah cost to it. Maybe mate. Maybe there's oh, a yeah. Financial, yeah. I mean, um, oh, it's going to be. I mean, I work within plumbing and heating, so. You know, realistically, there is going to be a huge cost to it to to run that undersoil heating to be able to heat that pitch and, and do what it's meant to do. Yeah, there's going to be a huge cost to it. It's not cheap, but obviously understandable. But if you've got it, surely you should have it on through going through the game. Um, conspiracy theories have already started, which we'll come on to a bit later on, but we're throwing in a bit early now is eight injured players did that um, play a part in this. Um, again, I've heard from other sources, Rowett and, and Barrett were kicking the ball around and it seemed to be moving freely. Can yeah. you back that? Yeah, that was, that happened. That They were throwing the ball, they were kicking the ball around and it looked, looked fine. I mean, the, they were, they were quite clearly making a, making a point that this, this pitch is playable. It was definitely playable. There was, there was no doubts about it. <laughs> there, there, was was always, there was absolutely no doubt about that. I've also, I've also been told that, Probably about two-ish, maybe just before the pitch, in the second pitch inspection, um, Blackburn brought their goalkeepers and their goalkeeper coaches yeah. out and they yeah. were training on the pitch. Yeah, Kaminsky and a couple other goalkeepers for the, the substitute and the uh, the third choice keeper both came out with their goalkeeping coach. Um, they were far left of the of the stadium. So basically um, near the home, basically on near the home, the home stand behind the goal. Um, yeah. they, they were basically kicking the ball uh you know, hitting, and that looked like a positive sign to us. That looked like the game could be on here. You know, the goalkeeper, co the goalkeeper and, uh, coaches come out, but then also not just that. Um, some Millwall players started to look like they wanted to. They almost like to come on the pitch as well. Uh, Ryan Samford looked like he was going to come out. Almost looked like the Millwall goalkeeper was going to come out as well. Um, Billy Mitchell was sort of like hanging around under near the tunnel as well. Um, so it looked like they were, you know, they were going to come on and, and either look at the pitch or just sort of, you know, when they come out and they do, you know, when they come on the pitch and they sort of stand, they have a look, you know, they sort of stand together as a team and they have yeah. a chat and stuff. That's what it looked like was going to happen, which is like a positive sign to me. I mean, the other thing well, I've been told as well, and I don't know how true it is. I don't know if you know, maybe not. I mean, I, I don't know if, if you, you, you watch for these sort of things, but I heard that um, potentially there wasn't enough shovels. Um, for people to shovel snow off the pitch, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about that. I didn't look out for that. All I know is that. Um, just a quick shout out to, to Max, uh, Max McClellan. He went out and helped. Um, did a really good job as well. If you haven't seen that video, uh, Dan Walker put out last night. There was like a little little montage of him doing it. He, he you know, the Millwall. It looked like there's a couple of Millwall staff helping out. I think it might have been a couple of Millwall backroom staff helping out. And they were doing a fantastic side, a fantastic job on the left um, of the pitch. The pitch basically on the home home side, the pitch to Mickey's or Mickey's right, our left. Um, the one that basically is the most clean. That was that was the Millwall. That was that's my right, yeah, yeah. That your right. This our, is, yeah, yeah. This side where my hand is is the Millwall side, as you can see, nice and clean. And then obviously um, that one, that side is the Bristol Rovers. A uh, Bristol Rovers, fucking hell, Blackburn Rovers side. Um, what did it? It wouldn't be a show without me fucking up, would it? Um, a couple of couple of other questions. Should we there is 
why wasn't there talk of just delaying the match? That's, you know, that's, half yeah. an hour, an hour. I mean, was that discussed? Were were journos told that that was possibly an option, or or was no, it we definitely because... discussed it between us? But we that was, we'd never heard that was discussed. I mean, you know, the other day there was a um, you know, you see you see matches delayed all the time because of traffic on the motorway or something, and you know, fans can't get in or something like that, and they 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 delay games for that. Why not delay? You know, half an hour to an hour to see whether that pitch was playable. I mean, the fans that went up there, I feel you know, obviously. It's not. It's not fair on the fans. They don't. They don't think about the fans when they make these decisions. Now you see, we come to that in a little bit because I'll come on to the FA rules in a minute regarding that, which are quite a joke to a degree as well. But yeah, um, the other question is: is that uh, if it was a unanimous decision, this is a bit what's got me. If it's a unanimous decision and the referees made the call because the pitch is unplayable, it's unsafe. It, it you know. Um, you're going to risk football players playing on it, then normally in that situation, both clubs would be singing from the same hymn book. But they're not. But Mickey, the thing is, you say unanimous, ultimately, it, it, the only decision is one person. That's how it works. Like, maybe he can consult with the ground staff or maybe he can ask for opinion, but he is his sole duty. So it's not unanimous. And maybe there's a flaw to that because he's the referee. He's in charge of the game. And he's saying it's not playable, and he's called it off. We can all be quite kind of conspiracies. But normally, but normally, when games are called off, you'll normally get two lots of teams coming out reasonably with the same PR. But yeah, you know, we we understand why this decision's been made and go. But Steve Kavanagh's come out with quite an offensive stance. can you blame him? Because ten miles no, down the road, Preston played. Like, exactly, ten miles down the road, it's a joke. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that um, Mowbray and um, what's his name, Steve? Is it Steve? Uh, Steve Waggett. Waggett um, were very quick to come out with statements on on the local media, on the local radio station, and that whether or not it was a journo who was there, who's, who's pally with them, because I think they might do their own. Um, I follow there as such. But they were very, very quick to come out with a PR campaign to sort of um, say that it wasn't their fault. Um, I'm hearing sources denying that to a degree, thinking that it was, you know, it was a bit staged PR managed to a degree. But whatever happened, it's a cock-up. And you had, you know, realistically thinking the FA or the EFL, the FA, the clubs, etc. Realistically, with the fact that that storm was there on Friday and there was going to be remnants of it over on the Saturday, realistically, the game should have either been delayed or moved then to risk it, to, to risk, obviously, everyone travelling uh, because of potential games being, you know, not being played because of this, or it could have been a lot worse. But instead, they went yes ahead. 500 of our fans, or thereabouts, 491, nearly 500 of our fans travelled with the fact that rail replacements, roads, etc., were busy, chocker because of the storm. I just think that the whole package, there was just bad management from start to finish. Well, yeah, and there was, no, there was no thought of the fans. There was absolutely no thought of the fans. That's what you keep coming back to, and that's the, ultimately the underlying tone of it all, really. It's just the people there are affected. Like, I don't know, I joke about, like, you know, people probably get trained, still had a good day of it. I feel for people that get the coach, probably got there at half one. 45 minutes later, you're getting back on the coach, five hours back down the motorway. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's terrible, really. And I think that's where, like, there needs to be some sort of or form of compensation more than maybe what's been offered already. Like, you know, they've wasted the day going to the football and not getting to see any football. And that is a tragedy in that. I think the club already said the tickets will remain, obviously, and they're uh, going to pay for the coach travel for anyone that went to go again by coach. And they're going to look into other avenues, obviously, how to compensate others that went up by car or, you know, by train or anything. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there could be an incentive there to subsidise the next away trip or something for people and maybe come to some sort of, you know, figure. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of putting out there but yeah the whole thing's a joke like the whole um Adam Nixon tweeting pictures after the game or uh, three o'clock in the sunlight at the stadium and there's it's beaming like it's not as clear blue yeah. skies there's no clouds it's not overcast weather I, I agree with everything you said really and like you think of all other sporting events they tend to delay it like the Formula One for example is fixed to one weekend of course but they'll delay as long as they can why couldn't they do that for a Saturday three o'clock kickoff it's, it's stupid 
Yeah, it wasn't televised. I mean, the F rules basically they they state. I mean, it's it's rule twenty eight, which is covers postponements, uh, abandonments, and rearrangements. Twenty eight point one. In the event of any league match not being played owing to football association cup matches, whether or other cases over which neither club has any control or being ordered to be replayed, it shall be played on a date to be mutually arranged at the earliest reasonable opportunity and in the event prior to the last scheduled round of fixtures, if it's obviously a cup game in a normal playing season. Both clubs should notify the league of such arrangements within seven days, etc. But it says it, it says it is not possible for a club to make a decision to postpone a match. And in the first instance, clubs should contact the football services department for advice. In these rules, it basically, it, it doesn't give in here that it's the referee what basically postpones it. We know it's a referee on this game, but within those rules, everything's in there to protect the club. So compensation for the club, compensation for the players, you know, through the club, hotel fees if they have to drive more than five hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But again, as always, fans are the lifeblood of football, as proven through COVID. Without fans, football was shit. Yet you've got some of the biggest organisations the EFL, the FA, etc., filling their own pockets, looking after their self. When really there should be a, a, another clause in there, 28 point fucking 27, whatever it is, because there is loads and loads of bits, all, all protecting clubs, that sits there and says that fans should be compensated. There should be a, a you know, a nominal fee of, I don't know, £100, £150, whatever it is, to nominate, to basically say, right, if you've done this, get in touch, you'll get this. It shouldn't come out of the club. Millwall shouldn't be having to pay. Hopefully, Millwall will get the money back from um, Rangers or Rovers even. Fuck me, I've fucked up twice now. Um, Rovers and now... To Rangers. get money. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's okay. If you haven't, if you were on the way up there, you ain't gone for a turnstile, you got your ticket. Right? You still got your ticket, ain't been scanned. What about the 50, 60 bods are in there? I'm Hopefully, sure be, I'm sure that'll be. Uh, it's probably. A, oh well, look, I think it will be. But do you know what I mean? I'm saying that you've got. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be able to sort that. You've out. got loads here. I mean, I, I look. The club's already on it, and I think it's probably going to take them a few days to be able to contact everybody who was there, speak to people, and arrange bits and pieces. I, you know, I hear they're doing. I see that um, yesterday, most of the MSC and their committee bods were out on the attack against Rovers. Um, obviously, you know. Their sources were a bit more reliable than my sources, maybe. Technically, maybe. Um, and they were on the attack with them. Allegedly, I've seen today that they've written a, a nasty letter to the EFL um, and some other organisation to find out why the Referee Association, I think, to find out why um, it wasn't played and, and the reasons behind it. Because that pitch, to me, looks a little bit more work, looks playable. It doesn't look as if it's too sodded. It doesn't look as if it's too fucked. It looks playable. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a bit embarrassing that we've got no statement from the EFL. Um, and I think, you know, I think the only good thing about it is I think that um, Blackburn Rovers CEO and Tony Mowbray, I hear, are, are going to be getting a, a deal with the BBC to present the next round of uh, Jack and Ori reading bedtime stories for kids because um, I hear they're quite good with fiction. So um... <laughs> I just think um, the only account, the only uh, word of advice I'll give to the, to the Mill Sports Club for their statement yesterday, initially, they used the word cretins for um, calling the the FA and stuff out. Just call them wankers or, or drop the seed bomb if you must. But cretins, I don't think it's in the Mill dialects personally. Do you often use the word cretins, Mickey? I, I don't really, to be honest, but Either call him a wine car or no, bit more professional, <laughs> bit more professional on on the podcast account to such. But if if <laughs> I was still running AMS, I would have called the EFL um, cunts. Probably got a seven day ban from Twitter for it. But well, let's yeah. not let's not thingy. Listen, the behaviour of Rovers, the behaviour of the EFL, the behaviour of the ref, and everything else tied in. You will all behave like a bunch of cunts. Basically, I don't give a fuck about the referee travelling where you've done. We've got 500 fans. Many left their doors, early doors. Those on the coach probably realistically left, what, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock from 
Millwall. Mm-hmm. So they could have potentially left their house, some of them, five, six o'clock in the morning to get to the den for that time. And then they travelled all the way out there into the stadium or even on the way and get stopped and told no. Social media, I think, was okay. It, you know, Millwall was updating people uh, as much as possible. Carl was updating people as much as possible. Blackburn Rovers, why have a fucking pitch inspection at quarter past 12 and tell everyone it's on? And then literally two hours later, you pull it. it- the roar of our engines, the pump of our heartbeats, the pedal to our metal, the sparks that ignite us, the pistons that push us, the passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all cylinders. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Lots and lots of mistakes, mate. And I think you need to head to, you know, hang your heads in shame. And fucking do something to compensate people because giving people a free sausage roll, again, is fucking pointless. Oh, don't worry about all that fucking time and effort you spent in your car. Here is a sausage roll. I'd rather tell you to shove your sausage roll up your arse, you cunt. Um, you know, and I want my petrol and everything else paid for because you're a fucking liberty. Um, and yeah, the MSC, if you're listening, which you are, you need to get a bit stronger with your language if you want to start winning Millwall fans round. Uh, on social media and that. I like the um, statement. I like the action. But I, just, I, I like the statement. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I just think it needs to be it needs to be a bit more Millwall and less coach one. Otherwise, maybe you need AMS to come back and show you how it's fucking done. <laughs> are, are you going to start something off here, mate? <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. I, 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 I've... Uh, there's people talking about that they want a uh, a fan group back with teeth. So yeah, I've got no interest in running it, but I've uh, I'm definitely keen with the people who I'm speaking to at the moment. I think they could do a good job of it. So uh, it's definitely watch this space. Um, bit of organisation to do first, but yeah, I'd say definitely watch this space. Could be coming for you. Watch your space. <laughs> no, I think you've been hitting the nail on the head of all of that, to be honest with you, mate. I agree with you. I think the, the crying shame is there's an inspection at 12.15. You know, people will be seeing the whole kind of the tweets coming through it and the news breaking. They're like, okay, let's see what happens at 12.15. Probably halfway up the motorway at that point. Could easily turn around and get themselves back home for three, four o'clock. You let them travel all the way up to the ground for them to call it off 45 minutes before kickoff. Like... I think once you decide to go with it, you should be doing everything you can to get it going. And between reading between the lines and me making my educated guess, seeing half the, st- the pitch being cleared by Mill staff and people trying to get it done, the other half is Blackburn's groundsmen's potentially labouring, according to reports. You know, people giving recounts rec- back. You you've got to kind of question the integrity of this. We all know Ben Burrows and Diaz was injured. We all know they've had other injuries, other players. 
I, I don't think because this is why I can't I can't say it wholeheartedly because Blackburn don't call the game off. The referee calls the game off. That's why I'm, I'm not. I can't throw Blackburn under the bus for it completely. But you know, if they're contributing by their ground staff dragging their feet, and not getting it done, and Mills staff have to step in. Someone working in media, Mills been stepping in on the pitch there. That there, there has to be some sort of there is something that's happened there that's not quite right about yesterday's game. And also, not just that, there was there was absolute there was like zero communication from the Blackburn side of it. I mean, Carl, Carl I think he put us on Twitter yesterday, but Carl went outside to speak to the Millwall fans outside who were waiting outside to basically work, you know, waiting to see what was going on. And he went outside to basically let them know what was happening and stuff. There was, you know, there, there has to be there has to be better communication, you know, than that. You know, the Millwall fans are waiting out there. They've just what they've just driven well, or got the train, whatever they have just done to get out there. They've got up there probably a six hour trip. You know, they don't deserve to be waiting outside, not knowing what's going on. That's that's just not fair. No, I agree. And I think we're all very quick on here that we're calling Millwall out for when they do wrong. But I think yesterday their communication as best they could, um was quick. You know, they, they were trying to feed us in with enough information as possible. Um, but do you know what? Look, yeah, the referee called it off. But you know what? When the game's in play and the referee and a player goes in with an injury, if you're getting that referee is quick enough, mate, and make enough of a noise, you can allegedly sway a decision uh, and get a player sent off or get a player booked. So, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, the ref needs to explain himself, potentially needs to come out with a statement. The AFL needs to come out with a statement um, because your silence is fucking deafening. And the fact that, to me, here's a question, Kai, you might know this. Um, when this game gets rescheduled, I don't think there's any rules. There might be, you might be able to answer it. Because both teams submitted their player list, didn't they? Yeah. So technically, because they've submitted both there, is there any way that they can be forced to play those two teams again well, because they've already submitted it. Well, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about that today. And, when I, you know, I absolutely well, I agree. I think that that should be the case. The only obviously thing is, you know, if let's say a player's injured with our squad today then or yesterday, then obviously he can't play. But I, I, I don't actually know if that's that's the rules or not. But if every single player is fit of both sides that was was in the starting lineup, I, I agree. I think, that sh- I think that should be the case. I You know, I, that way, it, we're a level. We're, we know we're, we are basically where we sh- where we should have been at. You know, for this game, the, the squads should be the same if everyone is fit. Obviously, people might not be fit. It might be a bit harder to do. I don't know what the rule is on it, but I I, I agree with that. If the if if everyone's fit, I I think that's the right thing to do. Mickey Sound. Get in the comments if you agree with that. Um that, you know, realistically, they should play the same teams, probably have no influence over it. But it'd be interesting to hear your view. So, look, just before we end part one and we come back and talk about Derby, I would just, you know, two points, really. Um, I don't believe in in any way that the eight injuries uh, to Blackburn Rovers' squad had anything... Uh, to do with the decision being pulled. Uh, Millwall coming into this being in form, I don't believe had anything to do um, with that at all. And I think it was absolute unfortunate that, um, you know, the weather just won the game, I think, you know. um, Yeah, unfortunately, if you believe that, you believe fucking anything. I feel sorry for the 14 fans who travelled from Chile to see their striker only for the game to be cancelled. Um, but yeah, hey-ho. He was injured anyway. And they still met him. So I think they're getting, they've done well out of it at the end of the day. So. And they got a BBC. They got a BBC interview, didn't they? Yeah, so I think, yeah. I think they've done well out of it. Um, and for us, I suppose, results yesterday, not a lot happened. That's different to what we kind of already know. We're 14th place in the table. We're on 31 games. Sheffield United on 31 games and sick from the seven points behind them. So... Not a lot's really changed there. And, you know, we've got the incentive of Derby on Wednesday, which we'll talk about more in a second, won't we? Exactly. So, look, that's the end of part one. We've done it on morning. Make sure you let us know in your comments. Uh, and if you're not already following us, uh, please do so across socials. And if you are watching this on Recast, make sure to give us a follow there. And if you are watching us on YouTube, then please do subscribe. 
Um, we're very, very close on some magic numbers. So uh, if you're not already subscribing, please do so. Uh, there's about 48% of you who watch us on YouTube who aren't currently subscribed. So come on, make make our day. Just tap that notification bell as well while you do it. So, yeah. Right, we'll be back straight after this for the final part where we talk everything about Derby away. Welcome back in part two. This is where we go all about Derby. And we're going to start with my co-host, Omar. You are going to Derby on Wednesday. I am indeed. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I've been Derby about four times before. I think I've seen us win there once. Saw us almost get relegated once. Um, it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a toughie, I think, because take away their points deduction, we already know about that. I think they'd be one place behind us in the table or one point behind us. So, you know, Rooney's done an unbelievable job there, and it's gonna be a tricky game. I, I think they won on the weekend again, didn't they, Kai? Like yesterday, I'm pretty yeah, sure one nil. I think. Yeah, so I think, but they kind of got a kick in the teeth a little bit because Reading picks up a crucial win at Preston as well. That game that went ahead 10 miles away from Blackburn. I think Reading won 3 2, and it kind of, you know, whilst Derby got the boost of a win thinking they're going to get their way out of it, Reading then won 3 2. So I think they'll be a bit fragile because of that, personally. And I think, obviously, we're still buoyed by our recent form. It's going to be tricky, but looking forward to the, the test up there. What do you reckon, Guy? No, I'm looking, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. Um, Obviously, we we would have had a what a week and one day's rest um, due to not playing on Saturday. Um, so we should be fresh. We should be um, on it really, and let's hope we can we can carry on the form. Obviously, Derby in good form as well. Uh, the fighting for their lives down there. So it will be a it'll be a scrap, a little bit of a scrap. Tom Lawrence is out. Um, I think he got picked up a red card um, against uh, Peterborough. It's quite a feisty game that one. So you you understand it as well. Bottom, you know, relegation battle sort of thing. So it was it was a scrappy game, and I think it was two red cards in that game. Um, so probably, I'm expecting Derby to probably scrap for everything. Um, but we just need to work just as hard. You know, show the show the that those you know fighting traits and stuff, and the you know the, the fighting and the, the spirits that Millwall the, the players can, you can show and have shown in the past. Um, and you know, show a little bit of quality on the ball, and hopefully that will get us get us through. It's made for Sibley to come in and sc- and score the winner on Wednesday night, isn't it? I hate to jinx us, guys. Obviously, links of him scored a hat against us last season or season before, whenever it was. Um, and obviously, Lawrence is suspended. It's made for Sibley to come in because I think he scored the winner on Saturday as well, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it will be a tricky tie. I'm looking forward to it. Again, another hamstring injury. Was it um, Rich that done the hamstrung Millwall article, <laughs> Kyle? Or that? Cause yeah. I can't believe it. Keith the Bell's injured four weeks out. I mean, Mickey, what the fuck's going on down Camel Road, mate? What is going on? I've got no idea, mate. Um, I've got, I've got, I don't know what the fuck they're doing to their players, mate, for them all to be going out of hamstrings, whether or not they're playing with wrong studs or the ground's a bit fucking hard for them or, or what, but um, it's not good. It won't be long before fucking Gary Rowett and uh, Adam Barrett end up putting their boots on, innit? Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I'm just going to try and get a list up of all the injuries this season, see if I can kind of take us through it. But I'm not sure Keith is. A, I'm not. I'm not sure if he is a hamstring or not, Keith. Um, he did specify what injury it was, but he's. I don't know what he's done. But he's four weeks, so it's probably. I, I assume it's probably a. Ninety nine percent sure. Um, when he spoke to Carl for a two minute segment, he said Keith's done his hamstring. So let me have a look. I'll, I'll have a quick look. I'll have a, I, it might potentially might be because I mean you have a book, Jess, and see if I'm, I'm prove me wrong by all means. <laughs> you seem to time to do so. So I'll have a look. I'll sure have a look. So. But um, yeah, I mean it's always just a tricky place to go in general derby, and I think like I said, I think because of the weekend's results kind of going against them, I, I just hope it's a good time to go up there and to do the business, Mickey. I think you've got to be confident. Yeah, I think if there's anything to thank Blackburn for, it's potentially that game being called off and. Potentially, the players have got that little bit more rest. So there's a few more days potentially training for it. Um, could do us the world of good, considering that Derby had a hard game on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed it could. And we go on, you know, something what we would never have thought we'd seen was potentially three games on the bounce. Yeah, definitely. That'd be good. I had a little look at that article. They don't, I don't, I, unless I copied out wrong which you know potentially could be the case and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um say I didn't copy it out wrong because I've taken I might have done I need to have a look back through the audio you guys um, do some small talk and I'll be back in a second <laughs> um no but it's obviously disappointing with the injuries and stuff but 
I was thinking about going up to Derby myself, but it's quite a, it's quite a late one and stuff. And I just I don't know. Blackburn was obviously no Blackburn game on Saturday, but um, you know I went up there and stuff. So probably just watch it on the stream. But oh, what Omar driving? Nah, Omar's driving. Yeah, but I can't expect Omar to, to drive me at what midnight. That's not nah. Not, I'm not going to ask him to do that. No, drive you home, but you can get a fucking tube home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep the, the south one second. I'm just going to get this interview with um, Carl ready. One second. I'm going to see if I can find it. Okay. Um, Big good game on Saturday. Uh, is it? Saturday, uh, Wednesday. So, um, what's your what's your prediction for the team then, Kai? I'll go with Biting Goal, Danny, um, Hutch, Murray, Coops, Malone. It's basically the same back five as it was supposed to be Saturday. It was uh, last Tuesday. Savile and Billy. And then I'd go, I reckon it'll just be Bennett, Jed and Bury up top. I reckon it'll be the same team that was supposed to start against Blackburn. Right, OK. Unless okay. we picked up any more injuries in training. Fucking hell, talk about jinx it there, fuck's sake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think we... I've, I, look. I think we'll play a fairly similar team we played the other day. And I think that they will be out to want to prove a point. Yeah. Um, and when they turn up as the underdog, then yeah. You got the arc, you got the, the piece now. It doesn't say hamstring. I don't know where I got hamstring from. It's probably because we've had about 100 hamstring injuries oh. this year. Yeah. So it's in your... I'll tell you where, yeah. tell you where hamstring comes hamstring. from. It potentially could be. Yeah. I'll tell you where hamstring come from. There was someone on Twitter who basically went, fuck me. Keith out now with hamstring injury. You Probably couldn't fucking play. make it up. Yeah. There was someone the other day with it on, on Twitter where it picked up. But again, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Is it a medical? I can't see it being a medical staff. Are they being trained too hard? Are they not warming up properly? I don't know. Don't know. Um, it's 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 one of those. So yeah, it and is. Main group of players because like I just I feel like you're 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 urged to go with the same team that wins games, or is it the way they train? Or I honestly don't know what it is. But this season, they've had a full preseason beforehand. Maybe had they went to Scotland on the preseason camp. There's not and they've, they've not had lots of games. Like we were meant to have more games than we've had. We had Christmas games postponed. We had obviously the weekends game off. It's come thick and fast, but. The suspect the, the injuries we're getting, like you got to feel for the manager a little bit, but at the same time you got to think, well, you're in charge of these players and the trainers, and what's happening? Like it's yeah. a double-edged sword a little bit. I feel like. Well, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a win on Sunday on Wednesday evening. I predict Omar's going to come back with all three points. So I'm going to go. I don't know. I'm going to go two 0 I'm going to go Benny to get both of them. Right. Okay. Um, Omar, who's your team for Saturday then? For Tuesday. For Wednesday. Wednesday even. Yeah. I'll get the wrong day. You got the wrong day, and then you got it right. So come on in. What's your? Let's do that again. What's your? What's your team prediction for Wednesday night away to Derby? I think it's going to be the same team he picked on Saturday. But I didn't play. Um, Bury in, obviously. Yeah. Bennett up front with him. Um, Jed in the ten, and yeah, I think obviously Keith's injury forces Savile to come back in, but that's not a bad thing. So I think he's looked quite bright in the spells that we've seen him on. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to go up there and hopefully we just continue from where we left it off, like from the QPR game. And I think, yeah, Kai's... Did you say 3-0, Kai? Did you say? 2-0, 2-0. 2-0, right. Two nil. Mason Bennett to get both. I think Bennett will definitely have an interesting game. I'm going to say... Reverse psychology Bennett, coming. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say we're going to draw 1-1. One, one. Try and take reverse psychology out of that if you can. We did that for QPR, I think, didn't you? And we won. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there you go. You, you no, you're going to have to pick one, one every, every game now. That's Can't remember. And also, I think Mason Bennett um, going out to Derby, I think it'll be the first time since obviously having crowds not being there. I think, obviously, not only did he do the the well-debated thing of crashing his car with Rich Keogh, allegedly. Um, I don't know if I can say allegedly or not for that anymore, so I'll, I'll say it regardless. Um, but also, he done the Burn Derby Burn Snapchat video, didn't he? So, right, yeah. Good. It'd be interesting to see what sort of reception he gets there. I think it'll be quite a pattern, my villain. And I think I'll back and him. I, I'll go for that. And I think he will thrive on that. I, I do think too. if I think if the fans start giving it to him, I think he will thrive. And I think also it will probably kick our fans in to making loads of noise to back him. And also Just Malone again. Malone as well, won't it? Malone, because yeah. he scored earlier in the season against Derby after they gave him a bit of stick. So potentially, yeah. potentially I do like Malone it. and Bennett to score. I don't know. 
Oh, so you're going three 0 now? No, no, I'm going to stick with two now and go Bennett's get get both goals. Love it. Go with that. Go with that. Um, yeah, no, look, I think Rooney, Rooney's doing well there. Um, we met Rooney at the, or we saw Rooney up close at the um, Remembrance Day game with the soldiers when the soldiers were chasing him around the fucking pitch to get a picture of him, uh, and he was, you know, in between his media interviews, he he basically. Um, had pictures with him and everything else. So fair play to that. But um, yeah, I think 2-1. Um, I think we're going to come away. I think it's going to be one all, and then we'll score something after the 73 minutes, I think. That that onwards, we'll score the second goal. Yeah, somewhere between the 73 and the 90, 99th minute, or whatever it is, depending on how long we have for um, time added on. But I think that's when we're... Um, Who's going to score? Um, I think Bury's going to score and Shame. Bennett. Nice, I'd like that. And I think the the young hat trick guy who scored for us is going to score for them. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so if you want to put a bet, there, there's my prediction. You've had um, you've had Kai's. Um, Omar, who's the goal scorer? I won one Bennett. So Sibley and Bennett. There we go. See, so yeah, if you're a betting person, then maybe put those on. Um, see where you go, um, and go from there. So I think that's pretty much all I've got. Um, if you listen to the last show, Kai obviously hasn't because we haven't got any abuse yet. So he obviously hasn't listened to the last show, um, <laughs> which is fine. But now he will go out and listen to it, and yeah. then come back and give us abuse on the WhatsApp chat rather than um, you listeners being able to hear him give it to us. So. As we said on the past show, Kai doesn't listen to the shows he's Old not on with us. Old so right. yeah, Omar, Omar Old was right. Omar was right there. Um, and yeah, look. Before, um, before, we, before we end, can I ask you, how's the gym sessions going? He's got to give us an update podcast. Oh, look at him playing lip service now to us. No, you don't listen to the podcast anymore. You're not <laughs> going to know how we do it at the gym, are you? So I don't think that's, that's quite fair, I think. No, we completed week two. Week three it's starts nuts. tomorrow. So we've got a nasty bruise. Yeah, that sounds, I, um, weird. sounds weird. Yeah. No context. Got, no, 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 no. There was I, I. I tried to climb around the machine to spot Omar last week, and for some unknown reason, I slipped. And the bar that's on the side where the weight goes fucking dug into my thigh, and um, and yeah, but didn't stop me. Carried on, and uh, and done it. Fucking out like a bitch though. But yeah, still hey ho. Uh, it is what it is. I've got a lovely um purpley fucking horrible colour bruise uh, on the inside of my thigh. Um, so, yeah, I won't be doing that again in a hurry. No but no, pain. Jim's... No game. Yeah, exactly. Jim's going well. Jim's going good. Um, still enjoying it. Still feel fresh. Still feel um, invigorated with it. Six o'clock in the morning. Um, I thought would be a battle. I thought, honestly, and I think Omar probably will back this, uh, that I thought I'd probably do it a week and then go, fuck this... Um, but to be fair, there's sort of a competition between us of who's going to be the first one to drop out, um, to give the other one banter. But I think that both of us are stubborn, uh, pig headed enough that neither one of us are going to back down first. <laughs> um, Eunice nearly got in the way on the weekend on um, Friday, but we managed to do our session on Saturday, didn't we? So, you know, yeah, we've we done it on Saturday morning instead. That's it, a bit like the shows. That's it, a bit like the shows. We're getting these out twice a week now. Hopefully, you're liking We're doing really well. We're getting in the charts considering that we're only doing, uh, you know, pretty much two hours of content for you per week, unlike some channels, what seem to be putting stuff out for whenever they want to say something. So that we can't uh, name. two hours. What's that? That we can't name either. Yeah, that we can't name. And uh, and someone else on YouTube who seems to make six or seven videos for views. So there, there we go. We're doing two hours of content per week. You're getting us into the top 100 of the British charts and the top 100 for Ireland and the top 100 for New Zealand. Much, much appreciated for that. Thank you very much for being part of our journey. Carry that on if you're not already part of that journey. And it's, it's the first time I listen to it. Yes, we do talk complete and utter bollocks all about Millwall for the best part of about an hour twice a week. Uh, if you enjoy that, then please make sure you listen to some of our back catalogue and make sure you listen to the next show. This show will be on Recast before it goes on YouTube. 
But again, it will cost you the price of an advert, which is pretty much free. Um, so it's not costing you nothing. And remember, if you share it and one of your pals watch it, then you will end up getting credits back. Um, you know, we're we're giving a percentage of of credits back to people who share. So go and jump on that, put it on a WhatsApp group, put it to your mates. Hopefully one of them gets it. You'll see then that actually it's quite rewarding to do that. Other than that, it'll go on YouTube on Tuesday. Um, that's it. We're done. I've got no more bollocks to talk. Omar, what you got to say? Hello. Kai, what you got to say? Uh, not much, mate, apart from I'm going to go and watch that, listen to that uh, last podcast now. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Check us out on socials at that mill pod. There you go. My final go. thoughts, Blackburn, Tony Mowbray, Blackburn CEO. Thank you very much for a master lesson in the dark half of footballs. Or, as we say in South London, cunts work. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.